0: We are supported by FNX Fit. FNX is a workout and supplement company that is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality. FNX has high quality protein powders, creatine and pre-workout supplements. FNX has also got amazing workout gear, such as teas and tanks, an essential joggers line, and of course, shaker bottles. Not only is FNX Fit selling great products, but they have an even better message. FNX has launched their live program with every FNX order They are donating a portion of each product bought and helping deliver clean drinking water in countries of need. Go to the special link in the description below and use our promo code DREWCODE15 to get 15% off your purchase when you use our link. And don't forget, we become greater when we rise together.
1: is my co-host cody johnson cody
0: well 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 we are back again kids it has been a hot minute Guess drew we're back back again back. drew you're looking good man it's been a while since i've seen you how you doing
1: <laughs> doing great man uh boy uh boys basketball tryouts over at uh, singer west high school are mm-hmm. uh, about to start um <sighs> yeah, so we're we're getting ready, and uh, I think um, head coach is uh, getting a little stressed because yeah. uh, we're having uh, we're having some trouble with some of the kids coming out, which I kind of get. But yeah. uh, I think you can tell like it's bugging him a lot, and you're like, yeah, yeah you just like he's stressing, <laughs> you yeah. know. So, but I understand it. So, uh, but yeah, it's it's been good. Um, I was telling you, man. This team is—it's gonna be good, man. I'm yeah. telling you, I—I I don't want to like get too hype on the team, but just being there at practice and watching them from last year to this year, <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking—I'm thinking there's a playoff run. Okay, I'm cool. really thinking there's a playoff run. I really do. I really truly believe that.
0: All right, so hopefully. Your- Yeah, let me take care of a couple of housekeeping notes because I do have some follow-up questions for you. So before we get started, you guys, go follow us on YouTube. Go check us out on our podcast channels wherever you get your podcast at. Available on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, iHeart, all the other ones. And then don't forget to go follow us on all the social media accounts. They're all listed below as as well as our partners down below as well. And they're also on the ticker if you're watching us on YouTube. So as you guys know, we have had to do individual episodes for the last two weeks. Hasn't really been that big of a deal uh, because somebody over here is not only now the voice of the Sanger West Hornets, but is now been, and I did say this last week too. This is not really a surprise uh, is now an assistant coach with the Sanger West boys varsity basketball. So drew my follow-up question to you from what you told me is uh, how's been, how's the experience been so far? And then what are you most excited about, about this upcoming season?
1: yeah so um first, I will say this, uh, for those of you who might be following and even if you haven't, oh well, um, so I was um, I was uh, an assistant coach for girls' basketball. Uh, some things happen I'm not going to get into at all. Some things happen where basically, end all be-all, I wasn't going to be able to get paid, and so I actually had to end up stepping away from it. And I uh, like the same week um, had the um, boys basketball coach come up to me and said, hey, you know, what's going on? You're all right. And I was like, yeah, you know, and I told him what was happening. And he said, well, I want you to coach with me. And I was like, oh, are you being serious? And he was like, yeah, he goes, I've I've seen what you did, um, how they respond to you, uh, the knowledge that you that you have that you've shown. He goes, I want you to coach with me, which was high praise i mean it was mm-hmm. it was great to hear uh, especially everything that I was going through at that moment. Um, mm-hmm. I, it was really great to hear. So he said, go talk to your wife, go see if, you know, she can she can do that. He goes, I have the money to pay you, so um, you won't have to worry about that. So I told my wife, and as soon as I said, he said that he could pay me, she said, you absolutely should yeah. do this in an absolute heartbeat. She goes, I'm surprised you waited to tell me. You should have mm-hmm. just done it. And I was like, well, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, that's, that's been really cool. And it has been taking a lot of time, no question mm-hmm. about it. Um, but I'm really glad that I'm, that I'm doing this. It, I, it kills me not to, not to see how the girls are going to do this year. Cause I was, you know, really having fun with it, but it is nice to, uh, to be with the, with the boys. And it kind of brings me, it brings me back to my days when I was playing <laughs> basketball um and uh, a lot of the coaches there uh, that we've had and uh, you know are fantastic and I actually was thinking when he told me all this and I accepted the the job I thought I was going to be JV assistant coach or something like that and uh, he was like no 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 you're going to be varsity assistant coach and I was like oh Um, are you sure? I was like, wait, you're talking about me, right? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I want you. So that was a blessing in disguise as well. So I'm really, really excited about this. Um, and so far it's, it's been really fun. And sometimes I actually have to jump in to practices. So I'm like, yeah, I can yeah. do this. And then, uh, you know, when he's like, all right, it's time to get water. I'm like, Oh, thank God.
0: Yeah. Oh God, I'm going to die. <laughs> These old legs can't handle this. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, uh, it was funny cause we had to do this one drill. This is a quick. Uh, uh, story, but um, basically what we do is it's called continuous layup, So I'm not going to go into the whole drill, but um, basically it's, it's constant. We're constantly moving. Mm-hmm. And so obviously you have to make your layup. So I went up uh, me and the head coach had to join in because we didn't have that many boys show up. So we go and we, I go up for my first layup and I kind of like straighten out my leg uh-huh. instead of like jumping off of it. And so I kind of like, you know, straightened it out too quick. And I felt my knee like, oh, yeah. and that was the very first layup.
2: And so I was like, <laughs> crap.
1: So we're and I had was like, I already committed to doing this. <laughs> so the whole time we're doing it for 10 minutes, five yeah. minutes on each uh, each hand. And so by the time I was done, I'm like limping. I was like, oh, God, And they're like, coach, are you OK? And I was like, no, you know what? Shut up you know what go away from me (laughs) don't talk to me i know i'm old i don't want to hear about it
0: did you disclose your injury history to your head to your head coach no oh and
1: i and i still haven't said anything about it but it it wasn't a big deal so i mean I, i was fine after like a day but i was just like i remember i was like crap on the first layup andrew so i was a little upset at myself but overall it was it was fun so
0: that's cool. Yeah, we actually were supposed to get together on Saturday because there's a dinner for the, yes. for the boys program. So my, my wife and I were really excited to to join. And the fact that you sent us an invite, we're really happy to obviously go there and support you and, and to meet the team. And hopefully we get to see a bunch of people there. So we're super excited. But yeah, you yep. share, you shared this with me like a couple of I think like a couple of weeks ago and I was super excited for you. And I had kind of the same reaction as uh, your wife did Jess, where she was like, why didn't you say yes sooner? And you're like, well, you know, <laughs> I just wanted to ask you. And she's like, like, I'm going to tell you no. <laughs> so, but it's been, yeah. it's been very cool to hear all the life updates and, uh, everything in between when it comes to Sanger West last few weeks. So I've had the yeah. privilege of listening and I'm glad to hear all that's happening. And I'm hoping that everyone else is hearing it. And, uh, and gives you your kudos and I know how uncomfortable that makes you so I hope you're yes, squirming right now
1: <laughs> I am and I'm really not looking forward to this dinner because I was I was thinking about it the other day I was like oh yeah this is gonna be really fun uh-huh. you know there's gonna be an open bar which I was like oh this is gonna be great and you know there's gonna be some good food and get to hang out you know raffle and uh, uh-huh. silent auction and whatnot so I was thinking about all that and then I was kind of like I kind of, I know coach and he's probably going to make a speech. And I was like, I really don't want him to introduce me. (laughs) I'm not ready for people to know who I am.
0: You're not ready to make it official, official.
1: I got, I I really hope he doesn't, but um, we'll see. I mean, maybe he will. Maybe he'll just be like, Hey, we appreciate it. Everyone coming out. So I'm kind of hoping for that speech. But if he introduced me, I'm going to be like, Oh God, I really don't want to. Make
0: sure you hold your beer up in confidence and say, yep, that's me guys. I'm on.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll make
0: sure. I'll make sure to not
1: drink until (laughs) after he has made speeches and then I can go and
0: drink. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Drew, for the update. So without further ado, we're gonna get going now. Uh obviously week six has passed. Uh, we had Monday night football against the Chargers and the Cowboys. And even though the Chargers won or lost, excuse me, which was nice to see, uh, it's at the expense of a Cowboys win, which, you know, if you got a Cowboys fan in your life, so sorry for your uh for your <laughs> suffering. But, anyways. Uh, I think it's, uh, I think it's fitting drew that we kick off our week six recap with the Raiders victory over the Patriots. Uh, I'm going to let you, uh, kick us off on what your thoughts were and what your feelings were regarding the game and, and, uh, what your takeaways were. Uh, and then we'll kind of go from there. Cause I'm curious to know, you know, we're now, what is it? Three and three second in our division. And we look like we could get a, go on a, a run now with this. So I'm curious to know what your thoughts are. Um
1: let's see how do I put th- well, listen, first of all, Jimmy G being hurt is not actually the best thing in my opinion, like yeah, Brian Hoyer looked he actually looked pretty decent uh when he came in for jimmy um and so that was encouraging. Do I think that'll be two weeks in a row type of a thing No. I think brian Ho- Hoyer uh historically. Um, has been a guy who, when he comes in, when he has to come in uh, unexpectedly, he actually looks pretty good every time. Uh, It usually is when you anticipate that Brian Hoyer is going to be the quarterback is when he turns into, well, Brian Hoyer. So I'm not super excited if he's the one to start. I I do kind of hope maybe they try and Aiden O'Connell again, but I doubt it because, you know, Uh, What was it? Week four was was Aiden O'Connell's fault, apparently, according to coach. (laughs) So, um, you know, probably not going to be probably not going to be Mr. O'Connell at at quarterback. But I do hope he kind of gets another shot. I I I don't know. I I just think like if I'm going to watch a backup quarterback, I'd like to watch someone who has a potential to have a future. And if Mm -hmm. he doesn't, then, you know, if it was just Brian Hoyer on our team, then, yeah, of course, I'm just going to go with Hoyer. But for the most part, we just drafted a kid that I kind of like to see um, other than one game. Um, And, you know, he did have some success in the preseason. So, I don't know. That's just kind of my opinion there. Uh, But one thing I did take away that I think everyone knows now um, if it's not for Max Crosby, the Raiders defense is nothing. Yeah. I, I think the Raiders defense has done better. I think their coverage has been somewhat better. I will admit that. Um, I think Trayvon Merrig has really stepped into a, a really good role at the safety position. He was a guy I really liked when we drafted him. Mm-hmm. So, um, <clears throat> you know, Max Crosby... This guy is just unstoppable. I mean, he's unstoppable. He needs to be talked about way more. He needs to be a, um, a talking point, a focal point, as one of the best pass rushers in the game. And I've said this, and I know this is going to be big. Uh, this is going to be a hot take, as, as the young kids say nowadays. <laughs> um, I've said it from the beginning. I think Max Crosby is better than Nick Bosa. Everyone Mm -hmm. talks up Nick Bosa like crazy. Listen, Nick Bosa has Fred Warner. He's got Mm -hmm. a tremendous secondary. He's had nothing but solid, if not fantastic defensive coordinators in his whole career. Um, But yet Max Crosby has outperformed him on a worse defense, has had more sacks on a worse defense, and has been an absolute more of a game wrecker in my opinion than Nick Bosa has on the 49ers. And again, I know that's a hot take and I'm a Raider fan and you're just saying that fine. You can believe that that's fine. But if you want to go look at the numbers, man, I'm telling you what, Max Crosby, he is a different beast, man. Mm -hmm. This reminds me of when we drafted Khalil Mack, when he was just, he was on a crap defense Um, Other than, like, Charles Woodson, like, we had, like, hardly anyone helping him. Yeah. And Max Crosby hasn't even had a, uh, you know, defensive back wisdom guy like Charles Woodson, like Cleo Mack did. So Max Crosby has done this on his own for a few years now. Um, This guy is an absolute game wrecker, and we saw it. He ended the game for for the Raiders uh last week. So um that's one thing that I took away from it. One more thing. The offensive line for some reason has been really good at pass blocking, but we cannot block for the run. Yeah. I mean Josh Jacobs, it seems like and as soon as he gets the ball, that line collapses.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and it's funny because I was uh I was watching some film uh, with uh one of the um singer west hornets football players because he's making a highlight reel and so i was just i was watching this one play he was like hey do you think this is a good play and he's running up the middle and the offensive line just completely lets everyone through and he kind (laughs) of wiggles his way out and kind of gets you know a big like 10 yard gain or something like that Mm -hmm. and i was like man that reminded me of the raiders offensive line and (laughs) just out of like you know just reaction and um yeah, man, it just—that's exactly what it reminds me of. It reminds me of a high school team offensive line trying to block for the run. It's not working. It's very weird because our troubles last year were pass blocking, and Josh Jacobs had nothing but room to run. Yeah. And now it has—it's done a one eighty, and uh, now we have a, a great pass blocking offensive line, but for some reason, can't can't block for the run.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think some of my big takeaways is, you know, I think to this win we got to take it with a grain of salt a little bit because we did play the Patriots and yes, Bill Belichick is still coaching at the Patriots, but let's be honest, this is not a typical Patriots team. For some reason this team just looks the worst we've ever seen it in Bill Belichick's coaching career. And let's be honest, if there was a, more comparable quarterback than Mac Jones, we probably would have been had this day and Mac Jones still had a respectable day. I think he had a, uh passer rating that was uh, pretty average, I would say. And he had over 200 yards passing still now, granted he did throw, he did uh, throw an interception, which we capitalized on. So our defense has gotten a little bit better in that respect. I don't see our pass. Uh, Defense Really that improved. I think it's pretty much the same. I think what's changed is our pressure defense has gotten a lot better where we're, you know, creating, you know, uh, a lot of we're creating a lot of havoc in the pocket to where these quarterbacks have to, you know, their timing is thrown off a little bit. I don't necessarily think that that's the secondary that we have that's doing anything because we're still blowing coverages like crazy. We're still letting guys go free. Sometimes we're playing some really soft coverages and we're getting had. It's just our pressure defense is getting home or causing enough, you know, rhythm and, and chaos to where uh, it's not happening again. Uh, another thing that I'm not happy with is this is the second game in a row where it's almost like intentionally we're not going towards, we're not going to Devonte Adams. And I love that we are dispersing the ball. I love that we're getting more players involved. It's not just Mayor. It's not just uh, uh, Myers and Adams and maybe a couple of dump offs to Jacobs. I love that we're getting our rookie tight end involved. Maybe even, you know, I think Hunter Winfrey was targeted one time in this game. So we're, he's even getting some targets. But I don't, I don't like that our offense is kind of, two different extremes. We either throw the ball heavily to one person, or we, uh, distribute the ball to everybody else, except our number one guy and our, you know, exactly what you said, drew our, our run game is completely absent. There's, we don't have it. Um, just looking at, uh, uh, Jacob's stats right now, he's carried the ball 107 times for 312 yards. It's only 2.9 yards per carry. That's how bad our line has been. Now, granted, he's had a couple of breakaways, but even still, he—it's not nearly the production we had last season. Yep. And arguably, our line is protecting better this year than it did last year, but not run blocking. It is—it is absolutely horrible. We cannot—we yep. cannot push the line to where we need to go at all. So that's—that's nope. that's a big problem for us. Um, now, in terms of the quarterbacks, I guess the camp I'm in is. I almost don't care who's that quarterback at this point, in my opinion. And here's why I'm stuck between like, look, I'm happy that the Raiders won. And I shared this with you yesterday, Drew. I'm happy the Raiders won. Uh, I love to see them succeed. I also too am thinking like the more this team wins, the more the argument for Josh McDaniels to stay is more evident. And it sounds like the Raiders are going to be in the trading buyers market because they want to try to make some moves to be great. This is, I mean, don't get me wrong. I want them to be successful, but we all can agree that Josh McDaniels is not the coach and we shouldn't, well, I'm not saying we should throw games. I'm just not, I'm not excited that we are winning to basically let him keep his job. Yeah. And I, in my opinion, I don't care if it's Aiden O'Connell. I don't care if it's Brian Hoyer right now. I don't care if it's Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not in love with this team, with the coach that we have. And if anything, I get more frustrated because, you know, I see some people in Raider nation where they have a similar opinion than I do, where we hate Josh McDaniels, but we love that the Raiders are succeeding. I'm the same. I also, too, to me, it doesn't matter what quarterback we throw out there. We could literally bring back Derek Carr, throw him out there. It's the same result. We have poor coaching, poor play calling. We're still an undisciplined team for majority Mm -hmm. of the game. Um, And truthfully, we're our own worst enemies. We have a coach that is holding us back. And by us winning, we're only keeping that coach here. And I would not be surprised if next season, maybe this offseason, we get rid of our guys like Jacobs, um, Adams, and then we're starting all over again. Now we're worse than what we thought. And I don't want to say it, but I feel like we were sold on the promise of being contenders early on. And we look nothing like that. So. That's my biggest thing is like I don't care who's that quarterback <laughs> at this point because we're a really bad team. And I think us winning is an illusion because I really feel like that our true colors of who we are as a team with our coaching and our leadership is gonna come out. And I feel terrible for like Max Crosby, who we're wasting his career. I feel bad for Devontae Adams, who we're paying out the nose for. And he's essentially having to be subjected to this kind of torture. I feel bad for Josh Jacobs because of his holdout and he only gets paid like an extra couple of million a year now. And, and he's probably going to be out the door next season, which is unfortunate. Um, So I say all that to say like, look, we're second in the AFC West. I'm not holding my hat on anything higher than that. And you know, we're now on to Chicago. We're going to be playing in Chicago, which we'll talk about later on. And you know, I hope that we be above 500, but we'll see.
1: Yeah. We'll see.
0: All right, Drew. So the next one is uh, Thursday night football. This one kind of had some AFC West implications. I'm um, more or less want to ask this and Nick, if you're listening, I'm so sorry to be asking these questions to drew <laughs> drew. What were your thoughts on this, on this game? I mean, it was a snooze fest, but man, oh man, did the Broncos look awful. What, what were your thoughts on this, on this game?
1: Um, to be perfectly honest, my my thought is, and I'm starting to get closer and closer to this. I don't think Nathaniel Hackett was the problem.
0: <laughs> you don't say.
1: As much as I I was a defender of Russell Wilson last year, yeah. Um, and I actually heard a a really great point. Um, I think her name is Annie Agner. She was she does mm. her, uh, you know. Week, week five or the previews or yeah. the um not the previews, the uh recaps yeah. of the games in a in a funny little like four minute video every week. Um but she actually brought up a good point. Like the 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 Broncos I mean they first of all they put all their chips into Russell Wilson. Okay. Mm-hmm. It didn't work out with Nathaniel Hackett. They thought with Russell Wilson We could throw any coach in there. It'll be successful. Well, it turned out to be a train wreck. So, of course, you know, Sean Payton, who is this all high and mighty guy, uh, you know, in the football world, which I believe he's a tremendous smart coach. Mm -hmm. But I always kind of thought he was a little bit underwhelming at times because, yeah, the Saints were always a tough out. But a lot of it was true breeze. Mm -hmm. and she kind of brought up the point like at the very end of this week's video she put we maybe drew breeze should get a little more credit than than what he got yeah not a bad point not a bad point because i always like the saints were always in the playoffs but they always just couldn't get over that hump Mm -hmm. and in the playoffs in the nfl playoffs you have to have coach head coach defense as i always preach but it's true Mm -hmm. at least you have to have head coach and quarterback at least mm-hmm. like you have to have those two either in sync or as good as it gets. And they did. And for some reason it still wasn't good enough.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I kind of look back on it and I, and I look at this Broncos team and now it's only been one year. I, I do feel like you paid Sean Payton this amount of money. You're going to give him another year. So Sean Payton is probably the most safest quarter coach out of any of these, uh, NFL head coaches right now. Well, probably mm-hmm. not out of all of them, but pretty, he's, he's in the safe bracket. Um, but you're going to give him another year. You're going yeah. to see what he can do if the team can improve. And I think that is one thing that we do, We are forgetting is typically a new head coach comes in and we're in an era where we want it done now, now, now. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, Reality says the head coach comes in. He really doesn't get much of what he wants. He just kind of implements his game plan. Some guys don't fit that, but he kind of just is trying to create a culture. He's trying to create, um, you know, the game plan that he that he foresees the future of whatever team he's on. And yeah. then what happens in year two is now you get some guys that you want. You draft some guys that you want. You get rid of some guys you don't want. Mm-hmm. And um, now more and more people have bought into this culture. Now the offense is starting to fit the players that you wanted to get. Yeah. So year two is usually the the year that you have to judge and coach. And I think for for us as Raider fans, like seeing Josh McDaniels, it's all the same crap. It's just, we're looking into playing a Patriots team that looks even worse than what we are. Like they're, they're done. Like Mm -hmm. they got rid of anything that was good last year and now is even worse this year. Um, you know, we played a Broncos team that right now is in a first year head coach, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I just kind of look at it and I go, As much as I want to say Sean Payton maybe isn't the answer, Mm -hmm. I also – it's hard for me to just be like, oh, you know, Sean Payton is not very good. We've had years and years, and obviously Drew Brees grew up in Sean Payton's offense and eventually – Basically, all he had to do was run it himself. So Mm -hmm. I think Sean Payton had it really easy for years because he didn't have to worry about what the quarterback's going to do. He could leave it up to Drew Brees and call the offense. And all he had to do was think about situational. Okay, what plays do we kind of want to or what formations do we want to be in at this particular time? And I know Drew Brees wants to do this, this and this. So let's do it in this, you know, like so you have that benefit. And I think where Sean Payton is going right now is he's running into Russell Wilson, kind of wants to do it his way. And that was kind of an issue that Nathaniel Hackett even brought up. Mm-hmm. Um, and he hasn't bought into what Sean Payton wants to do. And also, Sean Payton is not a, uh, here, here, let me pat you on the back, even though, you know, yeah. it was a rough game, but you did okay, buddy. Right. You know, it's nothing like that. Sean Payton is going to say, hey, listen, man, you're not doing it great. And. Obviously, Russell Wilson doesn't handle that well, which I, I'm not blaming Russell Wilson. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that you have to take tough coaching. Some guys just don't do that well. Pete yeah. Carroll was not that guy, and that's why he was very successful. So I think it's uh it, that's where you're kind of getting the issue is, and I think that's what we ran into last year with the Raiders with Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. Derek Carr doesn't like guys who are just like, cram it down your throat and everyone was like well what about John Gruden well John Gruden came in to the Raiders going listen Derek Carr's a quarterback let's get this going let's have this connection Carr Mm -hmm. was like I'm all in I'm gonna move right next to you we're gonna just go over everything Mm -hmm. and McDaniels came in and was like yeah Carr's our quarterback and Carr's like hey let's you know, let's get together. And I think McDaniels is like, no, that's that's okay. You you yeah. stay over there. Uh I'll do the coaching, you do the quarterbacking. Yeah. And I think that rubbed carr the wrong way. And I think that rubbed a lot of Raider Nation the wrong way. Um, and you're starting to see it now. And so I kinda think the Broncos are kinda going to in a similar situation right now where Sean Payton was like, Okay, we're you know, I'm gonna fix this. Mm -hmm. And Sean Payton was like, well, my way is I'm going to blame, you know, the quarterback. I'm going to really like, you know, grind him and and try and get it out of him. And Russell Wilson's like, no, I don't I don't like that. So I think you're having the head coach and quarterback butt heads on how to fix this. And that's really a recipe for disaster. So as much as I love Derek Carr, unfortunately, Josh McDaniels was not the coach for him. That's Mm -hmm. why he left. Um I kind of think this is going to be a similar situation as much as, you know, I love Russell Wilson. I think uh, the two need to start splitting up, um, which is a little bit sad. I thought this was going to be a tough Broncos team for years to come. Mm -hmm. And um, right now it's looking like at least we're not the Broncos, which is crazy to think.
0: Yeah. So what I'll say too to just kind of put a bow on this is first off, just talking about the chiefs and the Broncos game, no surprise that the chiefs won. I think what I'm more surprised is, is how poorly the Broncos looked like the only thing that looked great in this game was the defense actually looked like the defense of last season, Yeah, but it still wore down. Russell Wilson could not get anything going. I mean, catch this. He threw 22 passes and he only got 95 passing yards from those. That's so bad. And I get it. Like the, in my opinion, the chiefs defense is kind of a, uh, Underrated. I don't think it gets enough yeah. credit. It is. It is a good defense, but mm-hmm. I don't think that they're good enough to hold an NFL quarterback to only ninety-five passing yards. Like, I mean, I forgot who they played. Arguably,
1: but... Hall of Fame quarterback.
0: Well, under okay. yards. So I've actually been seeing like clips of uh, Marshawn Lynch. He was on Club Shay Shay's podcast where he talked about how he doesn't mess with Pete Carroll or Russell Wilson anymore, and he kind of talked about like how uh, Pete Carroll would kind of give Wilson special treatment, which is why the other team or which is why the Seahawks wasn't really feeling that. And, you know, Nathaniel Hackett's first season with the Broncos, obviously everyone knows all the reporting of Wilson, basically having his own office and kind of separating himself from everybody, not really being a guy to really get, you know, to know everybody in a way or ingratiate himself with the team. And so, I mean, what do you expect a guy that doesn't really want to have a relationship with his players and you're, and you need people to rally around him and believe him, and nobody's really buying into it. And then you bring in Sean Payton, who isn't the guy that's going to like coddle you. Um, yeah. and Russell Wilson granted Russell Wilson, in my opinion, looks way better this year than he did last year in terms of passing. He's, he's, uh, the ball's coming out a little bit quicker. He's making a couple of better decisions. He's thrown more touchdowns up to this point. He doesn't look nearly as bad as last season, but I think why this Broncos teams look so worse now is first off, that offensive line isn't great. Um, They're selling defensive players like it's a, like it's a a state sale. Like they're just getting anything that's not nailed to the floor. It's out, it's out the door. And I think why they're stuck with Russell Wilson is because they really can't get out of his guaranteed contract. Like regardless of where he goes, they got to eat a huge chunk of that money and they got no money to pay anybody else. And I think they're just riding it until the wheels fall off. And, you know, I think what's unfortunate is Russell Wilson probably isn't buying into Sean Payton. Sean Payton wasn't sold on Russell Wilson to begin with. And it's just this like, hey, we're only here for the kids. Let's just get through this until it's all finalized. And then we can figure it out once everything is done. And that's what I feel like that we're going through with the Broncos. And so it's really weird, man. Like the Broncos two seasons ago, were like, oh, they're coming, you know, they've got all these pieces, they got Russell Wilson, and now it's almost like, oh, my gosh, the Broncos, we're in the dark ages, is what it sounds like they're saying to themselves. And uh, it's just very, 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 very interesting, in my opinion. So,
1: kind of sounds like the Broncos are kind of going like, man, should we have kept Drew Locke?
0: (laughs) Actually, should, I mean... I feel like if I'm not mistaken, I thought they hired Nathaniel Hackett cause they were hoping to get Aaron Rodgers, and he didn't go to them. So what was the next best thing you got? Russell Wilson, which I don't think they really knew who Russell Wilson was. So I feel like Pete Carroll kind of got one over on the Broncos <laughs> and then they're just dealing with the aftermath of it. Yeah. Um, because if you think about it, like if Gino, cause uh, Gino Smith was with the Seahawks for a lot of years, you know, why didn't the Seahawks offer Gino Smith over there? Because they didn't want Wilson anymore, you know? Yeah. So anyways, okay, let's move on to a couple other games. Uh just give me your quick thoughts on uh on this game Drew. So Ravens and Titans as we know international games, Ravens won. Does uh Lamar look like MVP Lamar to you? Um MVP
1: I'd say no. I, okay. don't, I don't think he's looked like an MVP. I think he's I don't know, I kind of feel like last year the way he was playing, he's kind of playing the same way this year, which I don't think is, I'm again, I'm not saying he's terrible, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's MVP level. I think he's starting to kind of, uh, what's the word, like just kind of flatten right now. Like he's, he reached to a certain ceiling, and now he's just kind of plateauing. That's the word wow. I'm looking for. I think he's just plateaued now. Mm. Um, I mean, I think he can get better uh, arm wise and accuracy Mm -hmm. and all that. But, um, you know, I kind of feel like the run game is kind of reliant on him. Uh, the pass game, if Mark Andrews is not doing well, uh, it was nice to see Zay flowers do really well. So I am, you know, happy for that, Mm -hmm. but like, I thought Odell might be a little bit better and he's kind of non-existent in this offense as well. So I do think it's, pretty much end times for Odell, but I did think he was going to be a little bit more of a focal point. Now, granted, I, having said all that, Lamar Jackson is a very talented quarterback. It's not like he had a piss poor day. I'm not saying anything like that, Mm -hmm. but I just don't think he's MVP level. Um, I think he's doing what we think he's going to do, but I don't think he's excelling.
0: Yeah. Do you think the, uh, yeah. Do you think the jets (laughs) regret not trading for him?
1: Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I think same. he would have absolutely
0: worked out I mean, really he'd well. Be doing more,
1: he would be doing more than what Aaron Rodgers is doing for that team right <laughs> yeah. now. So that's Which, a cheap the, blow. That's a low blow. I No, I, I actually have some mixed like feelings. That, but it was funny Well,
0: I have some mixed feelings about Aaron Rodgers and his miraculous Achilles like speedy recovery and stuff and like He's now throwing a football five weeks after surgery. I have some mixed feelings about all that. It just sounds, it seems very odd, but you know, that's maybe another discussion another day. So uh, we'll move on to the Browns and the 49ers Browns upset the 49ers. Uh, what did you think of this? Drew, were you shocked that the 49ers lost to the Browns?
1: I was um, that defense really suffocated the 49ers. I yeah. think they've been, I think Trent Williams went down, In this game, if I'm not mistaken,
0: I don't remember. Um, I think he had an injury, I don't remember if he left. But just as a reminder, too, uh, Christian McCaffrey and both Debo Samuel did not finish this game, they were both out with injury. I want to say,
1: first of all, the most unsurprising thing that you've said of course, Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey get hurt, they (laughs) always get hurt. I'm sorry, guys. This is the reality with those those two players. This is why the Niners gambled on yeah. Christian McCaffrey because they felt like they had a good enough team to like, hey, we don't have to overuse Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Well, guess what? When they got McCaffrey, they were like, "Holy crap, this guy can do everything. Let's overuse him."
0: I know, remember when <laughs> uh, Kyle Shanahan said that McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell they'd be like the one-two punch. I forget that Elijah Mitchell's still on the team. Like he's never used. It's only Bro, I Christian drafted McCaffrey him
1: as a backup, cool as a backup <laughs> running back. Because I was like, yeah, I believe him. Yeah. Why would you overuse him? And they constantly overuse him. So, yeah, it was. Listen, it's a fluke game for the Niners. I think they are better than that. But you obviously see how important, like a Trent Williams, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, yeah, how important they are to Brock Purdy. I don't yeah. think Brock Purdy is as bad as like some people are like, no way he's just had the best team. Yes. He's got a great team, but we also saw Jimmy G in that offense. And I think yeah. Brock Purdy has looked a lot better than what Jimmy G did. And I don't think that's crazy to say. So no,
0: yeah, Well, check this that's out. So, so I don't know if anyone remembers this, but last year, Jimmy G became the 49ers. Uh, uh, most, uh, had, uh, the most wins in their franchise, and in, in other words, exceeding uh, Joe Montana. Yeah. But remember, this is an offense that Kyle Shanahan has basically innovated and customized to whatever that quarterback's strengths are. And so, yeah, Jimmy G did win a bunch of game with the Niners, but Jimmy G now on the Raiders does not look like Jimmy G from the Niners because it's not the same coaching. Uh, I do think though that Brock Purdy does deserve a little bit more respect, like as an undraft, as a, uh, you know, mystery relevant draft pick uh, coming into this offense and actually being like a legit quarterback for this offense. I wouldn't say like an yeah. all pro, but like definitely serviceable. Like I would almost say like a Tony Romo, but like upgraded in a way, like he is very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did say this last week when I did an episode is if this 49ers team stays healthy, they're probably the yeah. best team in the NFL. But again, yeah. the key word was healthy. I mean, everyone's got to stay healthy. I really feel and like... you know, see,
1: and exactly yep. to your point, you see what happened when they weren't healthy, when yep. their guys went down, they ended up losing. I think that's a legit Browns defense. So, of yeah. course, they lost that game and they couldn't really move the ball after they, not having CMC and, and Devo. Um, but I agree with you. Like, obviously, your team has to be somewhat healthy To be the to actually go forward in this Mm -hmm. league because an injury at a significant position will significantly uh hinder your your um your performance,
0: yeah. No, I completely agree. All right, Drew, well, there is still like half of the notes regarding week three or week six. I think I'm going to just skip over just because I want to get to your top seven picks because. Honestly, we'll probably get to highlight some of them talking about some of these teams anyways. So um, are you cool with that? Yeah, that's fine. All right, cool. So uh, we are going to do Drew's lucky top sevens for week seven. So Drew, give us your top seven betting lines and, uh, and what are the teams and what do you got?
1: Okay, so the first game that I wanted to do is um, our, our team, actually, surprisingly, is uh, the Raiders at the Bears.
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: the Raiders are, well, we'll just say it's a plus three and a half. Um, So the Raiders are the favorite in this one. And I'm actually going to, so I will say this before I get into it. uh, Last time I did this, which was two weeks ago, I went three and four. So take Mm -hmm. this with a grain of salt. I did (laughs) end up having a losing week. Uh, But anyway, um, so Raiders at Bears, the Raiders are favored at three and a half. Um, I have the Bears to cover here, and here's why. I know that Justin Fields is probably not going to play. He's doubtful as of today.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, But this is a typical Raiders game where they lose. Uh, The game that comes to mind where it's a typical Raiders loss is when the Colts fired their head coach, Frank Reich, and assigned Jeff Saturday as the head coach. <laughs> and we ended up losing that game.
0: Oh, I forgot the about that. Oh, it. my God.
1: The Raiders do this every <laughs> single year. There's always something oh. that happens where everyone's like, oh, it's de- the Raiders are definitely going to win. And they always find a way to lose. Yeah. Now, I'm going to say the Bears cover. Okay. The Bears do have a lot that going for them. They're at home. They have a quarterback that really no one has seen other than uh, last week here um, in the middle of the game. And they haven't really ran. They had to kind of run the offense that they were running with Justin Fields somewhat. Mm -hmm. Um, The only thing I would say with this is if Jimmy G does play for the Raiders, I do think that's where the Raiders could end up winning, but by like three points. So I have the bears covering here because it is a rookie quarterback. It is a kid who I believe was no, he, I believe he was drafted. Um, no, he was undrafted.
0: No, he's an undrafted rookie. The yeah. He's bears an undrafted. quarterback, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's under, so he's, a, he's an undrafted rookie. So, um, that's going to be a, a pretty significant loss for the bears. And I, I really don't think Justin Fields is going to play in this game.
2: Right. So,
1: um, yeah, I'm gonna say the Bears are gonna cover here, but I do think that this is, there is a potential where the Bears could outright win. So mm-hmm. um, do what you what you feel is comfortable. I'm not comfortable saying the Bears are gonna outright win just because I don't trust the quarterback position in that right. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm gonna pick a undrafted rookie or like you know if it were Brian Hoyer, Jimmy G, or Aiden O'Connell, I'd yeah. probably go with the Raiders in that standpoint, just because we've seen all three of those guys versus this rookie kid. So that's why I have bears to cover.
0: Um, I would probably say I'd have the Raiders uh, over only because what you, some of the factors that you pointed out uh, undrafted rookie that the bears are going to have. Yes. They're at home. I really think though that uh, they don't really have that passing threat element that maybe Justin Fields would have had. And granted Justin Fields didn't look the greatest against the Vikings. But, uh, you know, of course, the Raiders against mobile quarterbacks aren't aren't the best. But I do feel like that our pressure defense is good enough to maybe cause some havoc on this uh, undrafted rookie. And I do think that our offense could have this day with this defense. And so I don't think that they would win by much, but I do think that they would go over on what the spread is. I, I think that they can do at least, you know, four points win, maybe even more than that. But I, I do still have also the Raiders in, in a win on this one.
1: All right, so the second game that we have is the Lions at the Ravens. The Ravens are the favored team at three and a half. So, for me here first, I have the Lions to outright win. I'm actually surprised that Baltimore is the favorite team here. Yes, Baltimore had a pretty decent week in Germany, but I think, I don't know, maybe I'm overthinking this a little bit, but. I believe the Lions not only look like one of the best teams in the NFL right now, if not the best team, um, I believe that the Lions have a huge advantage over Baltimore. Baltimore is traveling back from Europe, and I know that shouldn't be a big factor, but I do think it is somewhat of of a factor, which means practice may not be as big as what it normally is. And let me tell you what, one thing about the Detroit Lions that I, still, I think is still not talked about enough is the Lions are going to go all out at practice, and when the game comes, everything slows down for them. That Lions defense looks a lot better than it did last year. Now, I still think they give up a, a lot more than what they should, but mm-hmm. Aiden Hutchinson specifically has come out huge this year. He yeah. has taken a huge step forward from his rookie year. Not that he was bad last year, but he wasn't like, you know, number 1 overall pick in my opinion type. He was he was second overall. I know that, but you know, he didn't look like what we were kind of talking about. Maybe Aiden should be the number 1 pick, should be the number 2. And um this year he looks like that was the right pick. That was the yeah. that was the pick that they needed to make. Yeah. Um and then that offense jared goff is way comfortable
0: yeah
1: uh amon ross st brown we all know he's going to be the the leader in uh, the receiving core with catches and Mm -hmm. yet no one seems to know how to stop him. um laporta the the new rookie tight end looks like they were like oh man they were looking it looks like they were licking their chops when they (laughs) traded tj hawkinson a while ago and now they're like we knew who we were going to get. That's why. Right. Um, so this team just seems like right now looks mm-hmm. like a step ahead of every single team in yeah. the NFL other than like, you know, Niners, Eagles type right. of teams. Other than that, man, this Lions team is scary good. Yeah, I, I don't think the Ravens defense has been passable in my opinion i think this Lions offense is going to be able to do whatever they want to the ravens and i think that defense is actually going to cause some havoc with the ravens and if the ravens cannot run the ball other than lamar jackson um you're going to have a big issue Mm -hmm. Um, and so i think the lions are going to outright win here
0: Yeah. You know what? If this was the lions favored, I might still pick the lions, but have the Ravens cover. But the fact that it's the Ravens that are favored coming back from traveling internationally, like what you pointed out, I don't see how the Ravens are favored. Maybe it's because they're in Baltimore and Baltimore's hard to beat at home. Maybe, but I agree. I think the lions outright winning. Um, I think the only thing that the Ravens have going for them is I think their defense is better than what people give them credit for. But here's some of the games that I will say that they have, played against that. I think they've gotten very fortunate, which is why their defense has, has been okay, but hasn't played to the level it should. So they beat the Texans. They beat uh, the Bengals in week two. That was with an injured Joe Burrow, but they still like won basically on a field goal. It was because it was a high scoring game. They lost to the Colts in overtime. So their defense led up on a lead. Uh, they beat the Browns pretty bad, but I, if I'm not mistaken, that was like um, a really bad game for the Browns. It was like the only game that they've allowed 28 points to uh, they lost to the Steelers. They, it was a late come from behind win for the Steelers. That was on the Ravens defense. And mm-hmm. then of course the Ravens on international, they played against the Titans, but let's be honest, Titans are not that great of a team. And they had a quarterback change halfway through that game too. So yeah, I think that the Ravens are, I think the Ravens are going to probably put up a good fight in the first half, but I think the exactly what you said lions have too many weapons. And the fact that they are getting Jamison Williams kind of in game shape action, who's their big play threat. It's not even uh St. Brown. St. Brown is like, yeah, their go-to guy for receptions on, you know, any yeah. given pass play, but Williams is like that. Take the top off the defense. And he did that in their most recent game against the pan or uh, not. Was it the Panthers? No, it wasn't the Panthers. It was, um, Oh, I'm forgetting the game. Uh, I don't know. Hold on. uh, Regardless, though, I forget. I'm forgetting who the team was. It doesn't matter. But
1: anyway, they played uh, Green Bay. Oh, I'm sorry. Carolina. Okay. What was last week? <laughs> week five or week six Six. <laughs> week six is Tampa Bay. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, okay. That's Tampa right. Tampa Bay. Bay. But anyways, so they were able to take the top off the defense of Tampa. And I just, I don't know if the Ravens have enough to bottle up this offense. Uh, I mean, the only thing that's going for the Ravens is the lions won't have Montgomery and Gibbs is coming back from an injury. So they might have the run game situated, but um, I don't know what they're going to do in the passing game. So, but we'll see. But again, I have, I agree with you. Lions outright winning.
1: All right. So the third game I have is the Cardinals at Seahawks. The Seahawks are favored at seven and a half. So I'm actually going to go with the Cardinals to cover. Now, here's why. I don't like big numbers that are like six plus. Mm-hmm. I, I just, it really, When you talk about NFL teams, it's hard to, I think the harder thing to do is predicting an absolute blowout. Um, I think it's easier to have a game that's going to be close. And also when you talk about an NFL team and they see the spreads and believe me, they see the spreads. They're not, they're not like, Oh no, we didn't even know the spread. They're lying to you when they say that they've seen it. So they're honestly disrespecting the Cardinals. Now, yes, it is in Seattle. Seattle is a very tough place to play. But that Arizona defense is actually pretty good. They're they're very solid. They don't let you get past them. Um, they're a very good tackling team. <clears throat> I do think that um, the Cardinals will end up losing this game. But I do think they are going to cover in this game. Um, I just don't see them losing by um you know eight points or more i just mm-hmm. i I believe that the Cardinals are gonna be in it and Josh Dobbs did he have a he had a poor game last week yeah, but I, I he for all intents and purposes, he's actually been really solid all year long um you know later in the year, do I think he's gonna start slowing down? Yes, but I also don't think the Seahawks have been that impressive um as well so i do think this is gonna and it's a it's a divisional game so i think Mm -hmm. the cardinals are going to cover
0: gotcha so i would say seahawks over because the cardinals right now are going through a huge injury bug and yes josh dobbs has played pretty well i do feel like though that now that there's enough game film on him we're seven weeks in the season i think we did see a little bit of a of the cardinals being had by i think they played the rams if i'm not mistaken Um, and it looked like the Rams were able to kind of just control the ball on both sides. Their defense was able to get after Dobbs offensively. Um, the Cardinals weren't able to do anything. And a lot of that is because they don't have, uh, Connors right now, their lead running back. So it's really changing the look of their offense. And to be truthful, I just don't think that this Cardinals team was even ready to be winners to begin with, like the first, I think four or five weeks of the season, uh, or since their big win against Dallas, they look like a team that could maybe give you a run for your money the last two weeks. though, they just haven't put up the same fight. And again, I think they're getting hit with an injury bug right now. They're really not performing. Um, they're not, they're not at the level that some of these other teams are I this. I think the Seahawks are looking to bounce back from a loss against the Bengals. Uh, they're at home in Seattle. It's a tough place to play on the road for the Cardinals who are kind of inexperienced, Um, So I would have the Seahawks going uh, over on the spread.
1: All right. Um, So the next game I have, the fourth game I have is the Packers at the Broncos and the Packers are favored at one and a half. I have the Packers going over here. I think they're going to win this game and I think they're going to win it by more than, than a point Uh, more than honestly, I think it's going to be more than two points. Mm -hmm. Listen, The Packers, I'm kind of surprised at this line, to be honest. I know the Packers aren't like this best, this like fantastic team, Mm -hmm. but I also don't think that the Packers are all that bad. I think the Broncos right now are showing that they're bad. Now, this could be a game where Denver could pull it off because all of a sudden we're talking about how how bad Denver is and, yeah. and all that jazz. So this could be like one of those random games and it is in Denver. So I do understand mm-hmm. it being somewhat close, but I do think the Packers are coming off of a bye week last time we saw them. We were talking about Jordan love. Isn't good. He's not there. He's he's, he, you know, we went from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, and now it's just Jordan love. He's kind of a filler until then. Um, I think it's a little disrespectful. I think Jordan Love has been not bad this sure. year. Yeah. Yes, he's not Aaron Rodgers. We all knew that. I don't know why we continue to put him up at that pedestal. They're like, well, why did we hang on to him so long and blah, blah, blah. Listen, they were trying to make it work with Aaron Rodgers for years.
2: Mm-hmm. Finally,
1: they, they're. I think they're just waiting for the right quarterback that they want. I don't think they had a chance at getting – you know, an all tier all time quarterback in this past draft. So I think that's why they stuck with Jordan love. And I think Jordan love is, is doing fine. I don't think he's all that bad. Does he need help? A lot of help. Yes, of course. Mm -hmm. Majority of NFL quarterbacks are going to need that. So anyway, I, that's why I have the Packers going over here. I think the Packers offense is actually really is pretty decent. Um, I think they can move the ball against Denver. Um, and also I think the, the green Bay Packers defense is actually pretty decent as well. And I think they can slow down the Denver offense. So I think uh, I'm going to go with the Packers on the over.
0: Okay. I actually appreciate your uh, compliments to Jordan love. I think too, that he's getting some unfair flack being six weeks in to be truthful. People, I don't think realize that. I mean, other than a couple of games, I think last season, when Aaron Rodgers was out, I mean, he, this is like his first time being the full-time starter where he's always practicing with the first team and preparing and doing all that other sorts of stuff. So I feel like, you know, Jordan love has played pretty well. Has there been some games where like maybe he could play better? Yeah. But I mean, to be truthful for a first time starter, I mean, he's doing, he's doing pretty well. I mean, these Packers <laughs> earlier on the season look like a team that maybe could be a team that competes in the North, uh, or at least maybe even a wildcard birth. But, uh, you know, I think it's growing pains. I mean, this is his first time being a full-time starter, so you're going to see that. Also, too, they are not 100% healthy. They're missing a starting uh, right tackle, I believe. They're missing their number one running back in Aaron Jones. So there's a lot of things that they are missing. They just got back Christian Watson, who they're still working into, uh, you know, game condition. So there's still a lot of growth to have on this team. Now, with that being said, though, I actually have the Broncos to outright win. I do think that being in Denver motivating and hearing all the noise about how bad they are, that embarrassing performance on Thursday night football, I think this will be a game that helps motivate. And I do think that Russell Wilson can have a pretty good day against this green Bay defense and their run defense is not great at all. And I feel like the Broncos uh, have three running backs now that could probably have some pretty good days to where you don't need to rely on Russell Wilson to throw it all over the place. You can probably have a balanced game and in Denver in that elevation, it's hard to play in. So I have Broncos outright winning.
1: Okay. So the uh, fifth game that I have here is the chargers at chiefs and the chiefs are favored at five and a half. So I went with the over, for the Chiefs. Now this is kind of a big number that I don't like doing. I know this is a rivalry game. I know the Chiefs haven't been great. I mean, they've been really they've been good, um, but they haven't been like this fantastic team like we're used to seeing.
2: Mm-hmm. But the
1: Chargers defense is underwhelming. I mean, absolutely underwhelming. And Herbert is hurt right now. Mm-hmm. And the then the Chiefs, I believe, will want to be absolutely perfect. After uh, the Thursday game, they didn't look fantastic other than Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to want to come out and, and, you know, send out a message to not only the NFL, but obviously the AFC West against an AFC West opponent. Um, the Chargers defense right now is really struggling. I don't yeah. know why. It's weird. Um, the talent that they have it's and like we just saw JC Jackson. Now he obviously wasn't the JC Jackson in new England of, you know, a couple of years ago, but he looked better already in new England than he yeah. did with the chargers, which is kind of sad. Um, now with the chargers, he was mature to the majority injured. Uh, mm-hmm. So we didn't really get to see a lot of them in the, in the chargers uniform, but Overall, I do think that, um, you know, he did look quite better, a lot better. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, Khalil Mack, if he's not going against the Raiders, it doesn't seem like he really is doing much. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Joey Bosa. I mean, he's been really hurt most of the time. Derwin James, I don't think he's been that fantastic other than, you know, he's still a fantastic tackler. Um, I just think this defense is weirdly underperforming. and uh, that Chargers offensive line is not good. Herbert has no time to throw every time I watch them. And uh, this is what I was worried about with Austin Eckler going into fantasy football is when that offensive line is not very good, mm-hmm. he kind of tends to struggle a little bit and the injury bug is starting to hit him as well. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little worried about this Charger team and I I'm, um, I'm a little worried that Brandon Staley is, is not going to last the whole season. So, yeah, um, yeah I'm going to pick the Chiefs on the over on this one. And it's in Kansas City.
0: Um, this is a tough one because I think all those points are valid. I don't want to be too reactionary for Monday Night Football, too, because I think if if the Chargers played the way they did against the Cowboys, then they're going to get blown out. And it's going to be, you know, probably 25, not just you know 5 you know yeah but i feel like that the chargers always put up a really good fight against um the chiefs it's you know one of those divisional matchups i think if there is a team that could kind of go toe to toe offensively with the amount of uh, you know the amount of throws and deep balls that are are being thrown from uh the quarterback position i think the chargers are one of those teams that can keep up with the chiefs now here's the thing with the chiefs though is Um, They really, and I, and I wanted to talk about this more on another time, but they don't really have a number one wide receiving option outside of Travis Kelsey. Like they haven't found that one guy that they can count on kind of like how the chargers have Keenan Allen that they can rely on for receptions and Mm -hmm. whatnot. But I think that's what makes the chiefs kind of unique is without that, they are still finding ways to, you know, kill you with a thousand paper cuts, so to speak. And then before you know it, you fall asleep and Travis Kelsey's in the end zone, you know, Um, So I'm going to go with the chiefs, but I'm going to go with the chargers covering. I think that because of the divisional element of it, the chargers usually put up a pretty good fight against the chiefs. I do feel like though, the chargers can cover. I will say though, if Taylor Swift is in attendance, I may have to change my (laughs) thought because if Taylor Swift is in it 40 for the chiefs. So.
1: All right. Well, at least 40, fantasy points for uh travis kelsey it was actually really nice to see travis kelsey just absolutely obliterate because i have yeah. fantasy and and it was nice but i ended up losing in that league anyway. but it was nice to see travis kelsey actually absolutely go off so yeah um yeah uh i i think that's i will i do want to say this a lot of them i haven't like really like disagreed with um that you've said um i would say i'd probably push back more on the cardinals and Seahawks one.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: this one I do think it is very it's it's way more probable that the Chargers could cover, but I just think in this specific game and the way that the Chargers Barely lost against the Cowboys. I think they've lost a lot of confidence. Yeah. Typically, when teams just absolutely get blown out, they come back and just absolutely dominate. They yeah. didn't get really blown out. They barely lost. And some people would argue about a call. So their mind could be on on uh, last week. And uh, so to me, that's why I, I really like the Chiefs in the over. Typically, I wouldn't go that, that much of a, of a point. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so I was just saying, like, I I think that's a valid point. This is just why I had the over. Appreciate it. Uh, Game six, uh, we have Dolphins at the Eagles, and the Eagles are the one and a half favorite. I'm going to kind of surprise you here. I'm actually going to go with a Dolphins outright win. I've been pretty low on the Eagles this year. I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I know. Again, they're five and one. I'm not saying that they're a bad team, but the Dolphins are five and one, and I, I at least look, I look at the Eagles team and I say, okay, that defense is obviously the best part of that team right now. Mm-hmm. I think that that defense is very hard to move the ball, but with a Dolphins offense like they have, I do think that they have a lot of bailout situations. And I do think, although the Dolphins' defense hasn't been fantastic, I do think they have a defense that can match up pretty well with this Eagles offense. Now, the Eagles offense, I think their strong suit is their offensive line. So that is going to play a factor. But I do think the Dolphins have a really good secondary, and so that's why I have the uh, Dolphins outright winning in this game. The Eagles have struggled, but they've struggled consistently. Mm -hmm. offensively, it hasn't gone as smoothly as what we've wanted. AJ Brown has been really nice. Uh, Swift has been a a really good uh, running back, not saying that they're, they haven't had some success, but I feel like it's definitely not where they were last year. Last year we were like, whoa, this offense is killer. And I feel like this year it's not as impressive Maybe it's because we've seen it and it's kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, this team is always really good. But I just feel like with like when you look at the Chiefs, when the Chiefs were like the Chiefs offense for a couple of years with Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, like. Every, every year it was getting better and more unique and, you know, and I kind of feel like the Eagles are kind of at a, you know, they're kind of plateauing on their offense, Mm -hmm. um, ironically in their second year. So I'm a little nervous about it, but I really do think that the Dolphins offense is no joke. I do know the one game that they lost, they went against a really good defense. So that's where I could really see, you picking the over for the Eagles. um, I wouldn't even be mad at that. I just think that the dolphins right now are kind of coming in at a good time against Mm -hmm. the Eagles who just lost. And also um, they haven't looked as crisp as you would want them to. So that's why I'm going to pick the dolphins outright winning.
0: Hey, everybody. It's Cody with Drew Code Sports Talk. We want to give a special shout out to SeatGeek for sponsoring our podcast. SeatGeek is a ticketing app that takes the confusion out of buying tickets. SeatGeek is known for using a zero to 10 scale when you're purchasing tickets to let you know if you're getting a good deal or a bad deal. And it lets you know right at the time of purchase. And right now they're giving our listeners $20 off when you use our promo code DREWCODE at the time of checkout. So go to the link in the description or download the app. Don't forget to use our promo code DREWCODE to get $20 off your first order. And we hope to see you at the next game.
2: sports talk is supported by fanatics fanatics.com is an online retailer of officially licensed sports apparel and merchandise at fanatics.com you'll find the best selection of licensed merchandise for all your favorite teams and leagues whether you're a diehard fan or just getting into the game fanatics has everything you'll need from jerseys t-shirts hats and more fanatics is committed to providing customers with the best products at the best prices Their unbeatable selection and fast shipping make it the perfect destination for any fan. So, this season when you're shopping for all your sports gear, be sure to check out Fanatics. At Fanatics, you'll find everything you need to show your team pride and support your favorite players and teams. Head on over to Fanatics to check out the latest collections and find the perfect addition to your team spirit wardrobe. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to check out Fanatics.com for all your officially licensed sports apparel, gear, and merchandise needs. This has been Drew Code Sports Talk. See you next. Time.
0: You know, you made a bunch of good points, and it's hard to argue against that. Because one of the things I get concerned with is how quickly this team puts up points. Because before, like for example, when they were going against the Panthers this past Sunday, I think the Panthers were up fourteen nothing at one point, and then you blinked your eyes, and now the Dolphins were up twenty eight to fourteen, and then they won forty two to twenty one at the yeah. end of the game, and you know and everyone knows about the the game where they put 70 on the Denver Broncos 70 <laughs> points in a professional football game absolutely wild so this team can get put points up quickly but this team also could be somewhat held to be pedestrian with a good quality defense my yeah. concern with the eagles is that they kind of have a little bit of a lackluster defense. Like it's good, but it is not as great as it was last year. Their pressure yeah. defense, especially if J- if uh, Jalen Smith is, um, is healthy and he gets after it. The, the rookie um, nose tackle, he, he is so ferocious on that line and he can get directly yeah. to the quarterback. And it is, it definitely disturbs, you know, the timing of a play. It definitely helps that pass protection being able to, um, you know, being able to make sure you have, uh, you know, a DB on a guy, especially if they're playing in a zone or a man, but you know, the dolphins play so quickly that you don't know if that pass rush can get home. Um, I think I will take the Eagles going over though, but again, I do think that the Eagles will probably win by a field goal. So by default, they're going to go, they're going to be on the over, but I think the reason why I'm, I'm going to choose the Eagles is because one it's in Philadelphia Mm -hmm. They're motivated off of a loss. And another thing too, is this dolphins uh, run defense is not very good. And D and Deandre Swift has basically looked like a running back that he should have been in Detroit. But now that he's gone home to Philadelphia, he looks way better. And I do feel like that Jalen hurts with that pass option that he does will really put this defense on its heels. The, the dolphins defense, um, and I think that because the Eagles know how to grind it out on offense, it might help and alleviate a little bit of the Dolphins' rhythm to where they can't just have an explosive play. The Eagles then do a three and out, and then we do it all over again. I think the Eagles could grind it out to have like a 15 play drive, take up like eight minutes on the clock, give it back to the Dolphins. Tua may struggle because he's not in rhythm with his guys. They will probably take away Tyreek Hill. They'll probably probably play a ton of uh, two deep, so that way he can't get get behind them. And I Mm -hmm. just feel like that the Eagles have a lot of motivation to take care of the Dolphins. However, I would not be surprised if the Dolphins win, of course. They are that good of a team. And for all intents and purposes, this is potentially a Super Bowl preview uh, game. You know, These two teams are very likely to either be in the playoffs, come close to it, maybe even be at the, at the last game of the season. So um, it's going to be a very fun game. I think this is on Sunday night football. Uh, yes. So it's going to be a very good game, but I do have the Eagles over.
1: All right. So the seventh and the final game that I have on here are the 49ers at the Vikings. The Niners are the favorite at seven and a half. So it's a pretty big number. Mm-hmm. So I went with the 49ers over. Um, listen, the Vic- the Vikings without Justin Jefferson, which is wild because they have so many offensive weapons. They just don't look. They don't look great still. Mm-hmm. Like I, I mean, TJ Hawkinson uh, was really targeted a lot more this uh, this past week, and rightfully so. Um, Jordan Addison, the rookie receiver from USC, he had a he had a. Uh, touchdown catch. Um, and KJ Osborne, I think he dropped a touchdown in that
0: game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But Alexander Madison, for some reason, with Dalvin Cook, he was fantastic. And I think that is the key. He had another running back. Now he's the guy, and he hasn't been great. He's been okay. Um, but that's why they went after Cam Akers and they haven't really shown Cam Akers at all either. So it's like, yeah. why did we trade for Cam Akers? But nonetheless, uh, basically, I just, I, the Vikings have not been very good, and that defense has been okay at some points, but other times they just give out. And I think they're going to give out in this game because the Niners defense is going to suffocate this Minnesota offense which in turn is going to put the Vikings defense on its heels and mm-hmm. they're going to end up getting gassed. And I think you're going to yeah. see a big game from the Niners. So the Niners are coming off of a bad game against Cleveland. They got suffocated by that defense. Mm-hmm. They're coming out and typically when, when a good team has a bad game, historically they come out, they come for bad blood.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you and I aren't gonna agree on much, but on this one we can agree with. I have the Niners over as well. And here's and and here's more of a simpler point as to why. It's not just that the Niners are coming off of a off of an upset that they believe they probably should have won. They potentially could be getting back Christian McCaffrey anyway. So I mean you have that you have uh that you gotta worry about if you're the Vikings. Uh Samuel might be back the same game as well. So you're gonna have maybe a fully equipped Niners team that's motivated off of a loss to come back. You're going to be in Minnesota in a in a, in a dome to where there's no weather restrictions to slow this team down. And your defense hasn't been great. You don't have your number one wide receiver. But a simpler reason is Kirk Cousins on Monday nights just <laughs> does not work.
1: I forgot about that too. Monday oh, night is that...
0: Kirk is completely... <laughs> is uh, the real deal. He does not play well under the bright lights. And I think this game's no different. I hate to say it. And the, the reason why I hate to say it is because as you know, I have him in fantasy football. We play in a league where we have two quarterbacks. He's one of my quarterbacks. And when there was Justin Jefferson, he he's a really good quarterback. It's like top five statistically. Yeah. Uh, but without Justin Jefferson, he is bottom five. And I'm worried that he could be, he might have an all time or a career high in turnovers in this game, whether it's strip sacks, throwing it picks um, deflected passes that turn into interceptions, whatever the case may be. I don't see him having a great game because his number one guy isn't there. Um, I don't know if any of these young receivers can catch the ball under pressure and the Snyder's defense is ferocious. I mean, they get after it and they have the pass protection. Fred Warner is, the elite of elite linebackers that is going to is going to just absolutely annihilate you if you try to mm. run on him you know so i just am not i'm not confident in the vikings at all i'm not saying it's going to be a stinker i'm not saying they're going to get blown out by 40 or you know throw an or be held in check to zero but i don't think that they're going to do very well and it's going to look like a very vanilla offense because they got nothing else to they got no other weapons, but I do have the Niners over as well. And, uh, we'll, we'll see, I'm praying for my fantasy team. Cause I really can't afford to lose because of Kirk cousins. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So, uh, I'll go over mine and then you can go over yours here. Uh, so to recap, I have, uh, Raiders at bears. I have the bears to cover cover the three and a half spread. Uh, Lions at Ravens. I have the Lions to outright win. Uh, Cardinals at Seahawks. I have the Cardinals to cover. Uh, Packers at Broncos. I have the Packers over. Chargers at Chiefs. I have the Chiefs over. Dolphins at Eagles. I have the Dolphins to outright win. And finally, the 49ers at the Vikings. I have the 49ers over.
0: And I have Raiders at Bears. I have the Raiders over lions and Ravens. I have the lions outright winning as well. Cardinals and Seahawks. I have the Seahawks over Packers and Broncos. I have the Broncos uh, outright winning. I have the charger. I have the chiefs to win chargers to cover. And then number six, I have uh, Eagles to uh, Eagles over And then seven between the Niners at the Vikings. I have the Niners over.
1: All right. Awesome. So we'll see. uh, Hopefully we can come back uh, next week and kind of review what we did and maybe even uh, have another episode together.
0: Yeah. I got to get my (laughs) prize picks in. Have you done yours for NBA yet? Are you doing season ones? No, I'm just doing by game. The season one okay. is too scary. That wouldn't be really hard.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking about doing a season one. We'll see if I, because I have an NFL one, which mm-hmm. actually I'm going to bring up right now because I'm actually feeling really good except for one pick. There's one pick because my brother-in-law really mm-hmm. convinced me of it. And I was like, all right, man, bet. And now I'm kind of regretting it. But so I had Travis. So I have Travis Kelsey over nine and a half receiving touchdowns.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: the week him being out week one kind of hurt a little bit. Uh, but right now he's at three. So I'm pretty sure at the rate that he's going right now, if he keeps it up, he'll hit it before the season ends. Um, I have Max Crosby over 11.25 sacks in mm-hmm. the season. He's already at five. That's pretty good. So that one, as long as he keeps doing what he's doing, he'll get, um, I had Derek Carr under eleven and a half passing interceptions. Right now, he's at two, yeah. so I'm still a little concerned about that one. But uh, so far, so good. So yeah. we'll we'll keep it at that. I have Josh Allen over five and a half, three hundred plus pass yard games.
0: What is he at? Like four?
1: Right now, he's at two, so uh-huh. I'm a little concerned about that because he it's been kind of a struggle. Uh, this one, I'm really happy with. I have uh, the over of Tyreek Hill, five and a half one hundred and a half, 100-plus receiving yard games. <laughs> yeah. He's already at three. Right. So if he keeps doing what he's doing, I'll be fine.
0: If he keeps doing what he's doing. Yeah,
1: if. <laughs> you
0: you just never need, know. Injuries just can need, happen. Oh, okay. shut up. Okay.
1: All right. Anyway, uh, this is the one I'm a little concerned about. Alec Pierce. Now, he's a receiver for the Colts, if you don't know. He's like the number three guy, but he's like a slot guy.
0: That's a deep dive, by the way.
1: Yeah, so I have the over in 42 and a half receptions, and he's only at eight. Yeah. Now, he's been getting more targets, so I will say that. But really, my my brother-in-law was like, hey, you know uh, uh, Richardson is—he's a running quarterback, so he's going to create more for the passing game. Mm-hmm. They're going to double Michael Pittman Jr. They don't really have a great number two receiver, so I think Alec Pierce is going to get all the. And I was like, you know what? That kind of that. And he brought up some other stats and whatnot. And I was like, you know what? I think you're right. I'm going to go for it. Should have listened to myself because I was like, I don't know. I really don't like that.
0: Did when he said the name? Did you go who? Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, I
1: did. And he's like, Ali Pierce, you got to look him up. So I was looking him up and I was like, yeah, you know what? I, I think he's right. So it still can hit. I'm not saying yeah. that it's impossible, but right now eight it's not catches, looking great. Yeah. Eight catches through weeks. And, and six. he
0: needs to hit 42.
1: He's got to hit 43.
0: Yeah. So We're ways like, away, shoot. fellas.
1: Yeah, shoot. So that's the only one I'm really concerned about. The others I'm feeling pretty good about. Yeah. Because you were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And I almost did the over on uh, Justin Jefferson catches, but I'm glad I, I didn't because he, he ended up getting hurt for he's going to be out probably half of this year. Or so,
0: yeah, I think he's, good. Yeah, he's on IR and he might not even come back off the fourth week. So, it's yeah, I said four to six weeks. Yeah, so we'll see. I did some prize picks over the weekend. I, I, uh, I think I came on top with 16 because I won a 30 lost 15 and then won $2 or whatever off of a free one. So not, <laughs> yeah, not I did too too. Bad. Yeah.
1: I had one, uh, yeah, I had Josh Allen over passing yards, of course, uh-huh. completely sucked in that one. I had Zach Wilson under passing yards. Uh, this is just this past week. Mm-hmm. James Cook over rushing yards. Uh, Cooper Cup over receiving yards. I think he got the over in the first half, to be honest, which yeah. was great. Uh, I had Josh Jacobs over uh, passing, rushing, or receiving touchdown. He didn't get any. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I had Jalen Hurts over uh, either a rushing or a receiving touchdown, and he hit on that. So I got $2 out of that one.
0: Yeah, my $30 one, I had two uh, more than 249 and a half yards. I had Mark Andrews, 52 and a half. He got more, obviously. I had Stefan Diggs to get a a, a touchdown, whether it was pass rush or reception. He didn't get mm-hmm. a touchdown. That was the one I didn't hit on. I had Jalen Hurts for uh, rushing or a throwing touchdown. He rushed for a touchdown. I did have a combo touchdown with Ayuk and Samuel, but because Samuel was injured, it was a reboot. So it basically just doesn't count. It doesn't hurt me and it doesn't benefit me. And then I had Jacoby Myers at five receptions and he got five receptions and I had more. So I was like, oh my gosh. So I only got 30 on that one, but it wasn't too bad. But you should do one right now for the NBA because on opening night on Thursday, they Just have one is
1: that 0.5 points?
0: Yeah, that one. it's a 98% off. So I got yeah. that one and I got a couple other ones as well. And I got a couple of uh points, rebounds, and assists, uh, totals like as one. So,
1: ironically, that's how I won $500 on prize picks <laughs> was it was uh, it was when the Lakers and the Warriors first started and they mm-hmm. gave a discount on Steph Curry, which was 0.5 points. Yeah. And so I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to obviously do that. And then I did other picks, but uh, yeah, that was one of them. Cause I remember that I was like, holy crap, I won $500 yeah. on that. And yeah. I was like, thank God they gave me that one.
0: So yeah, I, yeah. I funny thing is I was just picking up my son and uh, I told him like what I picked and I had Jokic as one of them. Jokic's line is like 25 and a half on the Lakers. And I have, I have it uh, as the over. And he goes, Jokic is not going to get 25, more than 25 points. I go, did you not see what he did to us in the playoffs? The guy averaged like 38 on us. Like, what do you mean Jokic is not going to get 25 points? So we'll see. And then I think one of them is Bradley Beal for points, steals, and assists. If he's going to get, I think the line is like 32 and a half or something like that. Or something of that nature.
1: I will say this. Mm -hmm. Your son has somewhat of a point because typically Jokic in the beginning of the games he does kind of uh he's more passive. He starts becoming the shooter like when they absolutely need him, mm-hmm. but he usually is more passive. So like I would actually I would feel more comfortable about taking the assists over on mm-hmm. Jokic than the points in my opinion.
0: No, I I see what you're saying. I think I took the points because Jokic typically, and this is opening night. So that's why I'm feeling yeah, like Jokic is true. probably going to have a good offensive game because you're right. Jokic will have these moments where he'll have like 20 points, but he has like 17 assists or some ridiculous yeah. stat. But I think uh, points wise, I think he's going to get his on opening night. It'll, it's going to be the first night of the NBA champions. they are going against the Lakers who they bounced in the conference finals. I just feel like Jokic plays really well against the Lakers and really the Lakers don't. I mean, they did get a bunch of really great players and we'll see how they all work at the start of the season, which I'm sure we'll talk about at some point, but yeah. I'm just curious to see how they're going to defend him. Cause Jokic really can not be defended. Like he, yeah. he, he's, he's one of those guys where he can back you down in the post, but he can shoot it from outside. So he stretches you so much that you have to respect him. and the nuggets are a shooting team. So you can't just double him and, you know, leave another guy open. So we'll see. I mean, I get why people are like, no, don't take it. But I think that opening night, he probably will get, he'll, he'll, he'll get his shine. I think.
1: I think that's fair. All right. Well, um, anything else that you have that you wanted to talk about? or Are you pretty much done here?
0: I think I'm pretty much good, man. Let's uh let's go Sanger West Hornets. Uh you know, I think you did the homecoming game. Did you enjoy yourself? And I, I heard the festivities was uh was massive at least on their socials it looked like it.
1: Yeah, uh it was really cool. I was um first of all, I want to shout out um uh Sanger West for allowing me to continue to do this. It is really cool. It's really fun. I enjoyed the hell out of it. So, thank you uh Sanger West um for allowing me to continue to do the announcing. I really love it. Um, So I was really nervous about it. And luckily uh, the um, activities director, she kind of gave me a heads up like a couple of days before we actually were doing it. So she kind of gave me the list and I was kind of reading it. Um, So I kind of got a head start of it and I felt pretty prepared about it. Um, Some of the names I was a little nervous about, but Um, you know, she, she kind of was like, Hey, you know, just say it confidently if you get it wrong, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, just keep going. Don't worry about it. And I was like, yeah, you're right. So, um, which I was really grateful for. And, um, so anyway, I, we were doing that the homecoming stuff went smooth. Um, I, I did mess up like one name, but whatever, I just kept going. Mm -hmm. um, And it wasn't even that bad of a mess up. It wasn't like terrible. It wasn't like I said, like a bad word or something. Um, So anyway, um, so that was really cool. Um, But the, the football game, I'm not going to go into all the details, but it was just the worst officiating. I had, (laughs) I had ever seen. It was really bad. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it was, it was extremely bad and not just calls against us. It was both ways, it was just wild. Uh, some of they were just flag happy. Um, yeah. It was uh, some of the things that they were doing. Like it took like five minutes every penalty. I mean, any flag there was, they had a full on discussion about it. Stood around, talked about it for five minutes, then would go over to the spot, have another discussion about where the ball is going to be, have another discussion about what the time is going to be, then mm-hmm. have another discussion about how many yards the penalty is. <laughs> I mean, that's what it seemed like. I don't really yeah. know. Cause I wasn't down there, but apparently that's what was going on because I don't know what they could have else been talking about. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> um, I told you this though. There was two personal foul penalties. I've never seen this in the, in any football game ever, mm-hmm. not even at the elementary level. Two personal foul penalties on both sides. Okay? Typically, what does that mean, Cody?
0: Offsetting penalties.
1: Offsetting penalties
0: and what? Replay the down.
1: Replay the down. Simple enough. Ball stays where it is, right?
0: We, let's do this again, fellas.
1: All right. <laughs> what they did, not joking, the penalties were offset. They literally made one of the referees walk up 15 yards for the personal foul penalty, turn around and walk back the 15 yards for the other personal foul penalty, kept the down at the same, same down, same yardage, everything, and replay the down. I was like, what was the point of walking 15 yards up? And Cody, they didn't just do that once, man. They did it twice.
0: There was a guy that just walked up. And walk back and, and like, when okay, I t- ball spot. <laughs> when I tell you
1: we lost it up in the booth, we lost it. We were laughing hysterically as you are right now. We couldn't believe our eyes. And oh the God. other thing that really blew my mind, and I've never heard of this ever happening because it it physically cannot happen, was there was a penalty. <laughs> on the same play, <laughs> and it still makes me laugh. Was it offsetting uh, penalties? <laughs> no, apparently. I don't know. Actually, yes, it was. It turned out to be offsetting penalties because they flagged, they flagged the offense for false start and flagged the defense for offsides. I've literally never heard of this before, <laughs> ever. And we were like, how is that possible? How He said, false start on the offense offsides on the defense and we're up in the booth going how yeah. how does that happen How is was this possible
0: oh wow that's
1: i mean listen it, it, did the guy, guy walk getting... five
0: yards up and then five yards back
1: <laughs> when i tell you we were praying for that to
0: happen.
1: <laughs> We were absolutely oh. laughing hysterically, going, "Oh God, I hope he goes up five <laughs> yards and comes back five yards." They did not make him do that, thank God.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: But yeah, it was, it was, it, it was funny. I mean, we laugh at it now. Sure. But the officiating really did kill a lot of momentum towards yeah. both teams. Uh, saying West ended up losing. I went up to the coach and I was like, Hey man, listen, that was a tough one. That was really tough. I I really do believe the Hornets should have won that game. I'm not going to sit here and say it was just officiating. There were other things that we could have, it was 47 to 42. So obviously defense could have superbly stepped up. Sure. But I do feel like there was a lot of momentum stoppage on Mm -hmm. a lot of these flags. Uh, There were some questionable like pass interference calls and stuff like that. But overall, you can't just blame the officiating. You really have to look at it and go, you know, listen, we could have done this better, this better, this better. And I think the coach knows that. But mm-hmm. when I tell you he looked just over it, <laughs> <laughs> when I went up to him, I said that was a tough one. He was like, yeah, well, and I go, no need to say anything. I got yeah. It. So, um, you know, he didn't say anything bad. It wasn't like he was like, oh, the reps killed us. He just said,
0: you know. Yeah. And it is I got what your, it is pretty much. I got so. your I think I got your polo that Friday night at like almost midnight. And you yeah. were like and of course I am sure you haven't eaten all night and you're you know you're getting your food and you're like dude when I tell you that this game <laughs> took way longer than it should have, like I am messaging you and it's midnight.
1: <laughs> well yeah, the the varsity game was supposed to start at 7 30 and JV didn't end until 7 30
0: and then they had and, a, they had a and, and that was the thing and i was
1: i was telling um i was telling uh, the activities director i was like listen typically the homecoming stuff it takes a little bit longer actually we were on it we were right yeah. on it we were moving nothing was slowed down uh the cars got out fairly fast uh, mm-hmm. the floats came out pretty fast um, when we introduced the homecoming king and queen, that went smoothly. We didn't really have any issues there. Everything was going smoothly. So we weren't behind schedule because of the activities. Uh, it was literally because of the game. Which you had Bert and
0: Ernie wild. over there trying to measure out 15 yards one way and the other way. <laughs> oh, my God. 15 yards <laughs> up, 15 yards back. And we were like, why? What was the point? <laughs> like, I don't get it.
1: Just He's working so on his 10,000 steps. That's what everyone was saying. They're like, he must have been trying to get his steps in. I was like, I mean, I guess, because that was wild. And then having a false start Mm. and an offsides on the same play. Uh, it physically cannot happen i don't know how that happened but it physically cannot something went wrong there
0: that's impressive so, yeah
1: it was oh uh, man it was i laugh at it now but it was infuriating i was there for 7 hours
0: yeah you were there all well, and and, and also hours. too you you were there on campus all day and then you, you cuz i remember you were telling me <laughs> too that you had to prep for everything so you like had all your notes and you are doing your readings and stuff and then you were still there to do everything. And you should have been out of there like by nine or 10 or something. And here you are at midnight, basically <laughs> just getting home, you know, just getting home. That's yeah. right. Your wife's like, God, what happened?
1: Oh, she did. She heard the fireworks and she was like, Oh, you know, that was a lot of fireworks that, you know, is, is the game over. And I was like, no, we're at halftime. <laughs> And she was like, it's 10 o'clock. I go, you're, you're 100% right. I, I don't know.
0: You're right. I just don't know why.
1: I literally cannot tell you, explain I, to you over a text why this is taking so long.
0: I need to see the stat sheet for like the penalties for both teams. And I need to see like the yardage. Like, we're, Did we just like net zero on everything? Or was it like, you know, like Sanger West, 22 penalties for 200 yards? Uh, the other team, you know, same. I think it
1: was pretty equal to be honest. (laughs) Oh man. I, but it was a lot of penalties. It was a lot of penalties.
0: You got a lot of football to clean up here, boys. (sighs) Yeah. All right. Let's go home. Drew.
1: (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to us. I appreciate uh, each and every one of you who are listening and watching uh, either on YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that, or I guess X, sorry, it's on Twitter anymore. Um, Whatever it's But cool. anyway, we appreciate uh, everyone who um, engages with us. We, we really do enjoy it. So, um, you know, uh, thank you so much for supporting us and, and we just do this for fun so anything and everything does help so please go rate and review on all the major podcast site that Cody did mention at the beginning of the episode which is Spotify, iHeart and uh, Apple Podcasts so anything like I said anything and everything does help so one star five star whatever it is we just want to hear what you think and that way we can either fix what we need to fix or uh, we can continue to do what we we do so um, you know uh, shout out to our partners seat geek fnx fit fanatics cody kind of already covered all that so um these are kind of my final thoughts here thank you guys so much again uh we do appreciate it and uh i'm really excited i you guys are probably going to hear me when i'm able to uh Mm -hmm. talk about uh, a lot of hornets basketball once the season starts which starts in less than a month
0: yeah, super happy for you, man, honestly. So I'm really glad that uh, you got to share that with Drew Code and also keeping me a track. Uh, keeping me up to date with your journey. I think it's it's really cool. So I'll uh, wrap it up by saying, you know, if you guys want to see additional content, go to DrewCodeSportsTalk.com uh, The Drew Code episodes where we are together on one screen are probably going to happen when schedules permit, just because Drew's super busy and then I've been becoming increasingly busy as the year is ending. So uh, we yeah. will try to get together, but our plan, though, is still to push out as much, you know, podcasting and content as possible. It just maybe you know solo shows or little things here and there but the intentions are to keep rolling it's just it'll be harder for us to get together for scheduling reasons but we will schedule time when it's permitted and we will still roll out as much content for you guys as possible but um we appreciate you guys for sticking around with us and drew again man congratulations on singer west and we cannot wait to keep hearing those updates and uh thank you for being the voice of the Hornets and thank you for giving us the singer West basketball insight. You're our new, uh, uh, you're our new coach. We're probably gonna have a coaching hour for you, maybe (laughs) yeah, to give us a recap. Uh, but anyways, guys, we appreciate you guys for listening again, go visit all the uh, affiliate partners, all of our sites, go follow us, go engage with us. It's all on our website and on this episode card of the show. We appreciate you guys and we hope you guys have a good night, have a good week, be kind to one another, and we will see you later. Peace.